with your host Ace and Big T. How are you doing guys? Uh, welcome to episode 133 of Lazarus. Unfortunately, there is no Big T today and there is no ice. So I'm actually doing a solo episode. So um, you're going to have to part of my voice for the next hour or so. Um, back in the early days of Blurs R Us, one of the reasons I got a co-host is because I wasn't confident enough to do a solo episode because I didn't know if I could talk enough nonsense to fill enough time for people to be interested in. So we're going to see how this one goes. Um, just want to apologise for being off the airways for a while, not that it's a radio show, but like, you know, we're slowly starting to turn bi-weekly and that's purely because it's getting a lot harder to link up. Um, work is getting in the way, like, right now work is frazzling in my mind, like, let me just start with today. I got on the wrong train home, a journey that should take me like 15 minutes from Clapham to get back to Norbury. Took me, oh, I don't know, an hour, I ended up getting a train going towards Dorking, which the next stop was car shortening, so I ended up continuing to Sutton. Then from Sutton, I got a train to Norbury, it started out to rain. Uh, I gotta go vote later, so if anyone anyone listens to this latest evening as before 10 o'clock, um, go out and vote. Um, you know, make your voice heard, in it? Like, I don't, I don't want you to be one of those people that doesn't vote and then when things go wrong, they, like, start complaining and that because then, you know, you had your opportunity. And I think in the last little election that we did, I think, I don't remember the exact figures, but it sort of, basically, there was enough people that didn't vote. If they had voted, it would have swayed the outcome of the election. I think this might, that might have been Brexit or it might have been one of the general elections, is it? So, I know there's people out there that are thinking, ah, uh, you know, they're corrupt, the government's corrupt, it doesn't matter who I vote for. I can understand where you're coming from a little bit, because, you know, right now it seems like no one really knows what they're doing, in it, and all their policies seem a bit mad, and we've had broken promises before, in it. But, you know, do a bit of research and vote for, in a sense, the, the, the lesser of two evils, isn't it? There's always only one party out there whose policies may sound better than the other. Whether they actually go and deliver on that on their on their promises, that's a different story in it. But so go out and vote. So yeah, that was my mayor today. And then yesterday as well, um I played a petrol light game. Like I think anyone that you know doesn't regularly have a nice source of income knows about the petrol light game where you think yourself, ah, oh, I can go another day about top putting petrol in my car or ah oh, I can drive just a little bit further. So literally Finished work nice and early. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get home about 2.30, 2.45. I was like, you know, if I leave now, if I don't top up the tank now, and I do it back in ends, one, I can get to a petrol station where the, the petrol is going to be cheaper. Two, I'm going to beat that traffic home, in it. So I was driving along, cruising. Yeah, it's getting low. I was like, nah, you know what? I'll be fine. I got to about eight miles before Kingston to where the show was that I was planning on stopping. And then the car just called me it on the motorway. And I was like, crap. Luckily, there was this little side-by-road that I pulled into. Not side-by-road, but like, you know when you're pulling into like a, a brake stop? It was one of them, but it wasn't like a proper one. And it just had like a drive-through Costa there. So fortunately enough, I was able to pull in there and wasn't stranded in the middle of the motorway. Um, shout out to Chike. Chike came out and rescued me. Brought me brought a petrol can and brought um, some petrol. So now I've got a petrol can in the boot. Just case, worst case scenario, I screw up again. But I think moving forward, now that I've lost the game, I don't think I'm going to play the game no more. I'm always trying to make sure 
I've got enough petrol in my car to make sure that I can get me to and from my destination because, yeah, hopefully again, like I said, maybe another six months, nine months, I'm going to be in a much better situation in life and I'm going to be able to enjoy my money. I'm going to spend, spend, spend. And so it's talking about spend, spend, spend. Well, maybe not spend, spend, spend. I've got to save up for a couple of things. Um, I'm talking about money and spending. Um, I'm a little bit annoyed today because I've, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about getting a Nintendo Switch with my E upgrade. So I've got my E upgrade. I'm currently using it. Well, I now have a Samsung A7E. I haven't actually fully switched to using it full time just yet. I'm still using my iPhone. And the A7E, to be honest, is getting used to like watch YouTube, um, play Hearthstone because it's got a much bigger screen. So I've actually got back into Hearthstone. I, I think Jake from PCL must have posted something on either his personal page or the um, Leftover Army page. And I was like, oh yeah, I haven't played um, Hearthstone in ages. I think I must have like dropped off when I was like, maybe like level 30. And then whenever that day was, I banged it out. I played it for like maybe a good three, four hours straight. And um, I'm now level 20. Um, I'm one level behind Matt Curry, so which I'm kind of gassed about because obviously he's been playing the game a lot longer than I have. Um, they've recently just dropped a new set. Um, I'm hoping I'm using the right terminology. I'm sure Kirby or Jake will correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but they dropped a new set. They dropped like a, a dragon set. So there's a lot of cards that features dragons. Um, like if you meet certain criteria or certain cards, your hero power changes. You can like boost the dragon powers. Um, so unfortunately, like I've only managed to get maybe like 10, 15 packs because I think when I last played the game, I'd done a little bit. So I think I had like maybe a thousand coins. So that allowed me to buy like 10 packs. And I think I've got like six free packs on top of that. So I've opened up quite a few cards. And the thing that, uh, the thing that annoyed me this morning is that, no, not this morning, this afternoon. I went into the game. Yeah. And I've, obviously I've got a couple of decks that are very basic in it. And um, they've been set up a little bit. And like one of my mage decks that I've been, I wouldn't say I've been fine tuning, but if the heart of the cards loves me enough and everything generally drops pretty right, like that deck does me pretty solid. And then uh, when I went over today, there was like 16, 17 cards missing. So I'm guessing that a lot of the magic cards I was using, uh, not magic, like mage cards that I was using were from a previous set. Cause what they do is they like cycle in the sets. So whenever they're bringing a new set in, the the older set gets phased out in it and then you have like two or three old sets. I have to try and um, accumulate some coins because I'm tempted to spend and get some money on cards but at the same time, I think to myself, if I play it regularly from now until the next set and I don't spend too much on my coins, I should have enough coins that when a new set comes out, I can just buy bare cards from that and then be um, proficient in that set in terms of the new cards. So it'll just be interesting to see what the new set is. Um, so yeah, Hearthstone's been back on playing that, really enjoying it. Um, obviously I'm hoping that when I see Jake in person, he can give me some more pointers to the game and um, yeah, give me a bit of some like personal tuition on how to become a Hearthstone master. I don't know even if there is such a thing as a Hearthstone Master, but um, yeah, definitely want to get better at the game. And uh, maybe even 
enter a competition. I don't even know if they do hearts and go like, um, like locally, like like going to your local comic book store and playing against other people. Because obviously, I, I'm fully not going to be good enough to play against anyone that's like top tier. But I definitely want to get um, back into playing com, uh, playing it in a little bit more of a competitive way. Um, so I was yeah. So my Nintendo Switch was meant to come today. DHL fucked up and it's been delayed. So I'm probably gonna get it tomorrow. So fingers crossed I get it tomorrow. If it <coughs> if it comes tomorrow, um, as soon as I finish work, I'm driving to my nearest Argos, Tesco, whatever, and I'm picking up Pokemon. I don't know which one I'm gonna pick up yet. I don't know if I'm gonna get sword, I'm gonna get shield. I'm leaning slightly towards shield, because shield is uh, not shield. Let me start that again. I'm leading to more towards sword, um, just because the guys are shanking his mouth, and I think that'll be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, my switch didn't come today, but I'm hoping it comes tomorrow. And the very worst they've told me will come on Monday, which I guess will be good since I've got another exam on Monday. So I'm not even gonna have that much time to play on it when, when I get it anyway. But I'll just be nice to set up, maybe play an hour of Pokemon, get at least try and get like my first gym badge site, just see what it's like. So. Um, weekend hopefully so Ice is actually currently on holiday that's why he's not around at the moment um, but he was back on Friday so potentially we might be able to record on Saturday um, definitely doing a Star Wars episode going to be recording the Saturday that Star Wars comes out uh, I've got a guest coming on for that show so I'm definitely looking forward to that one um, so again hopefully it won't be too long before. It won't be too long between episodes. Oh, it's a bit hard when you're doing this by yourself, isn't it? Um, so yeah, hopefully it won't be too long between episodes. We can start get back on track. We probably won't be doing an end of year show as um, I have not been taking any notes in terms of tracking what I've watched, what I reviewed. Um, I think it's going to be very difficult for me to pick a movie of the year. Um, this year has gone so fast that everything is blended. I'm not even 100% certain what film came out when. So it's like doing an end of the year show does take a lot of work. So probably won't do that next, um, at the end of this year. But I'm hopeful from January onwards, I'm going to create like a little spreadsheet where I can put in the films, what we rate it, what we rated it, maybe a little description so I can fully remember certain things that I enjoyed about the film so when it comes back to talking about it at the end of 2020 um, it'll just make it a lot easier to recall and present to you guys a very good show Rah, I can't believe it in like what 20 days what's today's day I don't even know I think oh I should know today's the 12th so in what what's that 10 15 17 days it's going to be 2020 oh man that is going to be so wild I can't believe how quick this year's gone like, I'm going to be another year older in January as well. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. All right, so I have been up to a lot, um, mainly work, which, again, I said is frazzling my brain. Um, but I did have a day where I had off during the week. And during that point of time, I actually go to the cinema and watched a lot of different movies. So I will get to those movies later. Um so since I can't always go to the movies as much as I would love to um, I've been watching a lot of stuff on Netflix um, 
So obviously, previously I talked about I am uh, Gundam, I am Blood, and I told, I said I started watching um, Gundam Unicorn, and I finally finished that. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as I am Blood. It was, it had a lot of political angle that I didn't really enjoy. Like I, I am Blood had a little bit more action. The storyline was a little bit more faster pace. Unicorn wasn't as good, but I still enjoyed it. I think I gave, I'll give that free piece. Um, while watching that, I felt like there was a certain like Gundam style about animation. Like I was watching, I was like, okay, yeah, this is a Gundam, a Gundam TV show. Um, I do, like I've said in the past, I will hopefully one day go back and watch some of the other series. Um, I definitely want to watch the, I think it's Gundam Wing. Um, that was exceptionally popular, I think, in the 90s, around the time when I was growing up, where I knew of Gundam. I just had never watched it. I played Gundam games. But, um, yeah, I had never actually um, watched the show. I think even at one point, Gundam was on Toonami, because I, I remember on the Cartoon Network website, they had a couple of Toonami games, and one of them was on Dragon Ball Z game. One of them was a Gundam game, which was a little bit like... Um, chess but with like a rock paper scissors mechanic and that was pretty cool I, I, I remember playing that and enjoying that um so yeah like i've you know really enjoyed the gundam universe i definitely want to delve into it more um i kind i, I kind of want to get a gundam figure so i probably won't order one but if if and not even if when i go to japan i'm gonna get mr ikitak I want to get Mr. Igitaku to take me to like um, a shop where, where they sell like models and stuff and I want to get a decent sized one. Nothing too big that I can't put it on the shelf but get a decent sized Gundam and uh, have that displayed when I get my own place. So yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. I've actually got some stuff on the way, some models on the way. Um, I'm just waiting for one more to be released so I can um, do them in like in a bulk packaging so I don't have to pay extra delivery. Um, I, so I, literally, I can't wait for that to come because when they come, I'll definitely do an unboxing and show you guys what nerdy goodies I've got. Because now that I'm an adult like, and I have money sometimes, I can actually afford to buy the nerd shit that I wish I could have bought when I was in my, in my uh, early 20s. And yeah, so maybe one day I'll have a, a nice little collection of anime and pop culture goodies in my, in my nice little man cave. Um, another new anime that I watched on Netflix it was called Limbus. Uh, Limbus is a, a boxing mecha anime. Um, humans have like augmented mechanical arms to their bodies to allow them to fight. Um, I like the animation. I thought the storyline was pretty good. Um, I'll give it a solid three piece. <coughs> season one is really good. Um, I look forward to seeing what they do season two. Um, the only negative thing that I would say that with me watching anime on Netflix is that sometimes the new seasons are out there or they've been released in Japan and I could potentially watch them on on the sites that I normally watch anime on but I've gotten so used to and comfortable of just binging stuff on TV that I prefer to now just wait. Cause like even right now, Seven Deadly Sins, the latest season of that is out and air in Japan. But I'm waiting for them to bring, put out Netflix so I can just literally watch it in the comfort, 
you know, relaxed on the TV, you know, having to wait for it to buffer or anything like that. Um, so, yeah. Limbus, if you're into boxing anime, if you're into fighting anime, I would recommend you check it out. Um, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, very recently, I actually watched, um, or I started, I haven't even finished it, um, the movie for No Game, No Life, means No Game, No Life Zero. Now, No Game, No Life is another anime that I've heard about in the anime community that I haven't actually jumped on board and actually watched it. But I've heard that it's pretty short. I saw the movie. The movie supposedly hasn't got anything to do with the actual TV show. It's actually a pretty cool. Oh, my bad. That's my uh, new phone that I forgot to put on silent. Yeah, let me do that right now. Um, yeah, No Game, No Life. Um, I watched the movie about three quarters. I just wanted something to... I even watched it in dub and that's how you know I wasn't really paying too much attention I rarely ever watch my anime in dub like <coughs> I, I oh sorry um I rarely watch my anime in dub like I think the last anime that I watched in dub was Black Lagoon and that's because like the dub was actually pretty good um this dub is bad like I can already tell it's bad but like it was at a point of the night where I was just like, if I switch this to um, Japanese audio, English subtitles, I'm going to stay awake and I'm not, I'm going to finish it because the movie is not like I watch an episode and um, come back to it later. So I've left it. So I will finish that probably tonight. Um, but yeah, as you know, I'm enjoying my anime. Um, looking forward to seeing what Netflix drops over Christmas. Um, I've heard that the Haiku Season 3 is on Amazon Prime. So I'm going to have to check that out and see if it is there. Because if it is, then I can watch that without having to yeah, wait for it to come out on Netflix. Um, if it's on Crunchyroll, I could watch it on Crunchyroll other than I don't do the paid version. So I have to watch it with subs. But I guess even with... I'm not with subs. Uh, I can watch it with adverts. But I guess, you know, even with adverts, I'm watching on my TV, streaming, it's easier for me to just navigate. So maybe because I really did enjoy Haiku and um, I'm definitely looking forward to the season four, which comes out early January, I think, I believe. And um, the season three is already out. So yeah, looking forward to that. What else have I been up to before I go anywhere else? Oh, okay. So, um... Technically, it's an anime, but you could say it's a cartoon because I think it's done by American Studios. Um, Dragon Prince, season three on Netflix. Um, wow, that's, yeah, it gets a whole chicken. If you're not watching Dragon the Dragon Prince, yeah, that's how you need to jump on. Um, there's three seasons out. It's really good. Um, ah, it's hard because it's been a long time since I watched Avatar, but it's definitely on the same levels as Avatar. Don't think it's better, but it's in that same vein and it's up there. And I'm talking about Avatar, The Last Airbender. Um, I think I only ever watched book one of the Korra one. So I can't really judge that since I've left that incomplete. Um, I just haven't even had the time to just go back to it. But um, Dragon Prince, amazing. I loved it. Um, minor spoilers. So if you haven't seen season three, Skip ahead in it, but I um is he skipped ahead? I might want to skip ahead a bit ahead a little more. I am a big fan of um 
Callum and Rayla. Like, I shit the, like, during season two, I was like, oh, come on, guys. Like, can you not just kiss already? Like, you're, you're, you were head, they were heading in that direction. And then season three, like, you know, they go through a little f- something that happens that like, make them realize that they have feelings for each other and they kiss and they're now, they're now a couple. And I'm just like, yay. Um, so I'm really happy for that. Um, and again, the show, like, the way season three ended, yeah, I'm not going to reveal how it ended, but it ended in a way where you're definitely going to get season four. And depending on how lo- how much they want to drag out the story, they can definitely do a season five as well. So um, I'm really, I really enjoyed it. I highly recommend it to anybody that hasn't seen um, Dragon Prince. I think it is... It, it's, it's not much... It's mature enough. It's not mature enough that I don't think you can't watch your young kids. I think any child, you know, over seven, I think it'll be something that you can watch with your child. So yeah, go check that out. Um, so an anime series, uh, anime, well, yeah, technically it's anime, but no, it's not. It is a cartoon. Um, I honestly thought I'd watched Final Space season two, because um, I watched season one and I assumed I don't even know when season two dropped. I looked at I looked at it and I was like season two I was like oh, I've seen this I'm pretty sure I'm waiting for season three so anyway I clicked on it um, I think I made a mistake somehow and I started playing on season one I watched a couple of episodes fell asleep woke up in the morning and it was still playing and then I'll continue on to season two um, season two starts out a bit slow um, funny still funny as season one but in terms of the, the action is a bit slow paced you know not all the jokes hit but it's very it's still funny but i think from episode four onwards the episode 12 hey shit gets real like it is sick like it's so good character development is great certain character you get to do some new characters uh certain characters of season one come back i'm not gonna say who they are because that's a big spoiler um i was even surprised that one of the characters that like kind of goes missing in season one they are literally hard in season two. So hopefully we'll get much more of them in season three. Um, ah, yeah, man. Like, it is like it is dark. Final Space season two, it has very dark moments. Like, wow. Because obviously, because I watch a saying like, can't even America, America is, I keep thinking like, it's the mindset for like kids. Like, not kids, but like, 11, 12 year olds, but I think this one might be a 15. I'm not sure, can't tell you straight off the bat, off the top of my head, but um, yeah, season two is dark, um, but I loved it. Um, I actually can't wait for season three. Um, it was actually Dell that introduced me to Final Space, and um, I'll continue watching it since then, um, and I look forward to what season three has to bring. Right, what else have I done on Netflix? Um, I think that might be all for my Netflix, you know. Um, there is there is one thing on Netflix that I want to watch um, watch on there as a documentary and that will make a bit more sense when I go into talking about the movies so yeah that's me catching up with everything I've been up to uh, what I've been watching in terms of Netflix TV series anime um, nothing I've got off the top of my head so I want to move on to a little bit of news
for us news. Alright, so I'm not going to go too long into the news section um, purely because it's harder to have a debate and play devil's advocate with yourself. Um, but obviously in the last episode, I think it was the last episode we talked about Blue Story. Um, unfortunately, there was more incidents at another cinema. I can't remember the location, but then I think for that weekend, Cineworld also stopped um, showing Blue Story, which is a shame because, like I said, like this movie has some messages that I think today's kids or today's teenagers and young adults should hear. And and even in regards to that, it's just a really well-done movie. Um, so that's a shame that that kind of shit's happened. Um, in other news as well, we Marvel Studios, um, the TV department has been sh- is shutting down. Well, okay, that's not, that's technically a lie. Basically, Kevin Feige is taking over everything Marvel. So before the movie industry, the movie side of Marvel and the TV side of Marvel were separate. That's why you had, you know, the Netflix shows and the movies not interacting. Um, and then you had, I don't want to say, I think Cloak and Dagger, but I'm not 100%. I could be, be talking nonsense, but I think Cloak and Dagger and all those other TV shows weren't interacted with the movies. Um, but hopefully now, with everything basically, in a sense, being under Disney, being under Kevin Feige, um, a lot of TV stuff that we're going to be getting on the Disney Plus channel um, will be interacting with the movies. See, which I'm excited for because I'm a big fan of She-Hulk and I love to see She-Hulk on a big screen. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think I had some other stuff. Um, haven't written down my notes too well. Cause like I said, I'm doing this kind of by the seat of my pants. Um, so bear with me. Oh, <laughs> bear with me, you know. How did I even forget? This news dropped today. Wow. So for anyone that knows me, I am a massive Matrix fan. Um, love the first Matrix. Like, actually adore that movie. And obviously, Ke- Keanu Reeves plays Neo. And because of that is why, is one of the reasons why I'm a massive Keanu Reeves fan. And obviously, Keanu Reeves is that killer, the Baba Yaga in John Wick. Um, so it was recently announced that Matrix 4 will be released on the same day as John Wick 4. Now, that to me is just action orgasms. Just like, ugh. I'm just so, like, literally, like, don't get twisted. I don't think that the story for the Matrix is going to be good. Yeah, I don't know what direction they're going to be taking it. Um, two and three weren't critically, critically acclaimed, um, weren't the best. Uh, I haven't seen two or three in a long time, in a long time, literally. Majority of the time, I just watch Matrix. Like, once a year, I will just watch the first Matrix and just be happy. I very rarely ever dabble in 2 and 3. I don't think I even own 2 and 3. So, you know, from memory serving correct, not a lot of people enjoy 2 and 3. So, it'll be very interesting to see where they take they take 4. As far as I know, all the original cast are returning. Um, there was rumours that Michael B. Jordan was going to be the main lead. I think that was scrapped. I haven't had any more news. Um... I'm just going to wait and and wait for a trailer. Um, whether the trailer sells me or not, the same, the day that Matrix 4 comes out, I'll be, as long as I'm not working, I'll be, and if they do a midnight release, I am there. I'm going to be first in line. Yeah. Make sure I'm in the middle. Yeah. Halfway out the screen and just spread out and just enjoy myself because 
Yeah, big fan of Major. And obviously, John Wick 3, man, we need to see how that story ends. You know? Uh, no, so not John Wick 3, sorry. John Wick 4, we need to see how that story ends. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know, the release date for those movies, well, I've actually thought I had a release date, but clearly not. I thought it was March 2021, but clearly the screen grab that I took might be wrong. So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. That is just going to be a great day at the cinema. I might even go, let's say, 11 o'clock to watch The Matrix first, then go Nando's, have a meal, you know, have a couple of drinks, shoot myself, get myself in a nice mood for the John Wick 4, and then... You know, then go see a nice late afternoon evening showing of John Wick 4 in it and just enjoy it. And you know what? If any of the movies are that good, yeah, it might just be one of those ones where I walk out of the cinema and walk straight back in and go see it again. It has been a long time since um, I've gone to a movie and thought to myself, that movie was so good, I need to see it again right now. Or I've had the time where I just be like, you know what? I need to see this again now because I enjoyed it that much. So, um, yeah, let's 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 wait and see. Um, I I'm I'm gonna be as optimistic as ever for the Matrix because obviously the first movie is place has a very special place in my heart. But you know, if it's trash, I'm not gonna be that upset in it. But John Wick Four, oh gosh, I don't even know how they're gonna top off three. Like the action set pieces in three was so good. Like, oh man, he's he's gonna have to kind of go semi uh Tom Cruise Mission Impossible and start like hijacking planes and using planes to go kill people or some dumb shit like that because I don't even know I don't even know where it's gonna go man but yeah I'm definitely gonna also do a a rewatch rewatch of John Wick's one to three before I go see four just to em- embrace the killing that is Keanu and everything that he does um but yeah so like I said just a couple of little bits of news I'm pretty sure there's a lot more things that happen in the news, in pop culture. But like I said, I've been semi-slacking, semi-busy, um, not keeping up to date. Um, not Well, I've been seeing the news, just I haven't been writing them down. So forgive me for that. Um, I say, as always, though, if you want regular, in-depth, detailed pop culture news, I would highly recommend you to Pop Culture Leftovers. I am so many episodes behind on that. Um, but I've just recently seen that they've dropped their Star Wars potential spoiler review episode. Um, these guys do their research. They go through Reddit. They'll read gazillions of articles. Like, if you do not want the movie spoiled, do not listen to that episode. I remember um, when episode 7 was coming out, I listened to their... Um, uh, what did I say? Oh, no. That's not what I say. I listened to their episode 7 um, episode. And no. Okay, tell a lie. So, basically, they did two episodes. They did a spoiler episode and they did their normal episode. And I think on their normal episode, before um, any spoiler, like, they, they had given their spoiler warning or whatever, Jake actually said that Han died. And, like, I was just literally listening. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was, it was such a big reveal. And then the fact that they actually got it right as well. And, like, uh, like literally, I'll say about 90% of what they said in that spoiler episode that they believed was going to happen actually happened. Because what they do is they, like, they say... They basically say everything, in it. They say, like, the most far-fetched thing. 
and then they break it all down and then they say, okay, well, out of all these sources, what sounds more plausible from the information that we've seen is this, this and that. So I think from everything that they combed through, I'll say they got about 90% right. So I'm going to avoid listening to the episode. I need to play catch up. So I will definitely be doing that at some point. Um, it's just obviously NFL season. I've listened to about three, four NFL podcasts daily. Like, and then on the weekends, I'm playing rugby. So I'm out and about. I don't get a chance to just relax at home, listen to a podcast while playing football manager. Sundays, I'm coaching. Um, so obviously, I think after, after next weekend, I'm going to have a couple of weekends to myself. Um, I potentially might have some time off of work for the Christmas holidays. So I can literally just binge watch, um, binge watch, uh, binge listen some of the podcasts that I've been neglecting um, while playing football manager. Actually, no, I want to have my Switch so I can binge watch my podcast while playing Pokemon. Oh, God. Oh, good golly gosh. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Like, literally, uh, I've missed playing Pokemon. Like, I don't think you understand. Like, me, T, Ice, like, our friendship is, is you know, indebted to Pokemon in a sense. We obviously, we all love, enjoy playing Pokemon um, growing up, but, like, our, our Pokemon playing hit new heights when we were together in college. Like, literally, and this is obviously probably why I didn't do so well in college. Like, in English, instead of doing any of our work, we would have four cables connected and we'll be doing double battles underneath the tables in our English lesson. During our lunch breaks, we'll be doing Pokemon battles. During fucking journeys to and from school, we'll be doing Pokemon battles. We would go to each other's houses just to have gaming nights where we'd have Pokemon battles and literally invite some of our other friends and just play Pokemon. There was about, I don't know, six, maybe seven of us that literally all we did at college was pretty much play poker, um, not play poker, play blackjack in the canteen or play Pokemon. That's literally all we did. Um, so yeah, our, a lot of our friendship is, is revolved around us playing Pokemon and I've been so out of the loop and I've been wanting to get back into it and I did say to myself that when they release a Pokemon game on the Switch, that is when I'll get a Switch and obviously they released the game so I'm getting a Switch. Again, fingers crossed, it comes tomorrow. And if it comes tomorrow, like I said, I'm going to spend a couple of hours playing it and uh, yeah, I'll hopefully be able to review, review uh, hopefully be able to tell you my thoughts on it on the weekend so hopefully that episode will drop on a Sunday later on Monday as long as Ice can record and even if Ice can't record as long as I'm not too um, tired from rugby um, I might just pull out the mic pull out the equipment and do a little you know a little quick episode um, yeah so that's that's that man alright so it's been a long time since we've done trailers and there's friggin so many different trailers to talk about. I don't even remember if this is the trailer bumper or not, but hopefully it is. And, uh... <laughs> Whew. All right. So I feel like we've had a lot of different trailers just come out recently. Um, 
I think there was recently um they had like the Brazil comic Brazil's version of San Diego Comic Con and they released a couple of new trailers there. Um, we've just had. Uh, Alright, let me just start from the beginning. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna apologize for that last episode I did because I was dying that episode in terms of being really ill and under the weather with the flu. Um, as you can tell, I'm still not fully recovered, but I'm nowhere near as bad as was that episode because. Uh, I think I listened to like the first five minutes and I sounded absolutely dreadful. So, yeah, apologies. All right, so where am I starting? I am starting with Black Widow. Um, we've got a Black Widow trailer. Um, I think Marvel was pretty smart in when they dropped their trailer because obviously up until recently, we still hadn't had a Wonder Woman 1984 full trailer. Um, so to get in there first, I thought it was, you know, pretty smart, pretty clever thing to do. So even when they, you know, a day or two later, or maybe a week later, they dropped the 1984 trailer, you know, it's not going to have the same impact that nothing's dropped. And yeah, so Black Widow, um, I like the trailer. Um, it looked very Marvel Marvel to me, you know, you're going you're gonna to get, sorry about that. Uh, I thought I turned that on silent, clearly not. Um, you're going to get good action. You're going to get uh, a a good to decent story if I'm being brutally honest like it's gonna it's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun movie um I I, I look forward to seeing her interacting with her sister her brother um one thing I did think was funny is um I believe this movie is meant to take place between um Infinity War and Endgame and I think one of the lines she says that it's been a long time since I had family or something like that. Or she even says that in end in Endgame about something to do with family, and then someone's obviously memed up and put a caption. Well, this was clearly a lie because obviously in the trailer for um, Black Widow, she's saying that she's got family. So I found that quite amusing. I found that quite funny, um, and uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to this movie. I just I do think it's um, late. I think where Marvel Studios is now. I don't think that they should, they should need to be time hopping. I'm hoping that this is going to be the last movie that's going to take place between two different movies. I'm hoping from now on, going on to whatever this new phase is called, I can't remember, it's phase four, phase five, that we get a more linear timeline and everything, every movie is just one after the other. And it's not like, you know, we get um, Black Widow movie, which is set before Endgame, then we get Doctor Strange, which obviously should be set after Endgame. But then we get Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which is set, I don't know, b- between the Black Widow movie and the Doctor Strange movie and, and so on and so forth. I hope now that now they're kind of going to a new phase, um, they can just keep everything in one timeline and not have to jump back between movies. But in a sense, at this moment in time, Marvel cannot do no wrong, so... I'm just gonna trust. I'm just gonna trust Kevin Feige and all those guys over at Marvel to just do their job and give me a good movie that I can I, I can thoroughly enjoy. It. Um, and the next trailer that I'm gonna talk about real quick is um, No Time to Die. So I haven't seen a James Bond movie since the first one, and it wasn't. It, do you know? I actually enjoyed the first movie. It's just that for me, it didn't feel like a James Bond movie. I felt like if they had called it anything else, it would have been successful. 
Yeah, so if it, if it had been called anything else, I think it would have been a successful movie. I just didn't get a James Bond vibe from that movie or from Daniel Craig. Um, so I kind of went into one of my, my modes. I was like, well, if this isn't the kind of movie that I want, I'm not going to watch any of the, any of the movies for So I didn't see any of the future, um, <coughs> the subsequent James Bond movies. Um, I did try and watch the second one. Um, I think I watched maybe the first 10 minutes and I fell asleep and I just didn't go back to it. Um, it's the one where I think right at the beginning he either snipes someone or someone snipes him and he's technically dead and um, he comes back from the dead or some bullshit like that. Um, again, I, this trailer, yeah, made me want to see this movie. This trailer made me think to myself, this is going to be a James Bond movie. There was gadgets, there was, you know, witty banter, like, um, I, even though, it's not Simon Hayek, what's his name? The guy that played, um, oh, why am I having such a man? He did um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. Rami Malek. See, I said Simon Hayek because I knew it was like something along those lines, isn't it? Um, yeah, him as the villain, I'm not sure about just yet. But, you know, I'll give him a chance. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really, really like this trailer. Uh, I'm definitely going to catch myself up with all the James Bond movies so I can fully understand um, what's happening in this movie um, and I definitely will try and get captured on the opening night um, it's a shame because I think this is going to be his last movie as James Bond so obviously like I said I want to watch the older, older, older ones and if I still have that same feeling that this doesn't feel like a good James Bond movie but it does feel like a you know a decent action movie and then this movie the last movie that he's going to be as James Bond makes it makes me for me anyway feel like a james bond movie then i'm gonna be quite upset that he's now not gonna be james bond since he's finally done a good job or the directors who have directed him and done the movie and done the story have finally done a story that i feel is worthy of the title of being a james bond movie um yeah so good trailer i liked it um i hope it's good um quick Real, real quick, uh, Bombshell. Um, it is a movie about a scandal at Fox. It's based on a true story about a scandal at Fox. Um, it's got an amazing cast. It has Charlie's Theron, uh, Nicole Kidman, Margaret Ro- Roby, John Ligger, Addison Jenny. Like, the cast is solid, isn't it? And, like, it just looks like a fun, silly... But, obviously, it's going to be a, a semi... Not, it's going to be a kind of serious movie at the same time because obviously, <clears throat> sorry, it's going to be dealing with like, um, what's that Fox kind of um, being sexist in the workplace and like there's even there's one scene where a guy's like, you know, I can make you like the next TV anchor but like, I got, you need to do something to, for me to show that you're loyal and then like, they don't show nothing but then they show like, the daughter's office clothes and then someone says like, oh, everyone knows why he's got a daughter's office that latches or whatever, you know, so there's obviously, you know, going to be like, uh, uh, I want to say a Me Too movement, but there's going to be a, a message that, you know, guys shouldn't abuse their power, um, they shouldn't treat women as, um, not toys, but like as possessions or shouldn't use their 
their positions of power to like seek sex and stuff and shouldn't like you know one of the jokes in it is like everyone's talking about this woman's period because like she was angry at the president so yeah it looks it looks it looks funny in bits but it looks like it's gonna have a a good story and an underlying message which i'm looking forward look forward to watch it because again it's based on a true story um so it'll just be interesting to see how that pans out all right so the next trailer i am going to be talking about um is the rhythm section now i had to quickly just refresh my mind of this trailer and um i was a little bit disappointed because the trailer i've seen on imdb is a completely different trailer from the one that i saw in the cinema and the cinema the trailer i saw at imdb if i had seen that trailer first i wouldn't be excited about this movie um the movie again i don't know if i just said it but the movie's called the rhythm section um starring jude law Blake Lively, Jude Law, and Sterling K. Brown. Um, basically, uh, oh my days, what is going on with my mind? Blake Lively's character, her family dies in a plane crash, which turns out to be not an accident, and she's now going out seeking revenge. Now, like I said, the, the trailer I just watched again on IMDb wasn't didn't fill my heart with anything of excitement, but the one in the cinema. It looked pretty intriguing. It looked like a a bit like the Red Sparrow movie with um, that girl that I can't remember her name. I'm just being terrible today. But it looked like one of those, you know, female assassin movies. But then obviously with with, with um, more of a storyline to why she's doing what she's doing. Um, so yeah, I'm a little bit now disappointed. I'm not sure where I want to see this now because one trailer filled me with hope and the other trailer... It's very meh, so we shall see. I'll, I'll wait to see um, more information on that before I make a final judgment. If I've got some time on my hand, then yeah, I'll go check it out. But I'm not going to force myself to go see that one, which is a shame, man. Real damn shame, because, yeah, I like the initial trailer I saw. All right, two more trailers, and I'm going to get into my movies. Uh, probably going to go just, just a little bit over now, but I'm, I'm impressed that I've managed to talk this long obviously it hasn't been as free flowing i've made a couple of mistakes and mixing up my words um, but yeah i think it's not gone too badly all right so all right they're done with the trainers all right the next show i want to talk about is free guy now i am very intrigued to know whether this movie um had already wrapped i'm, I'm gonna guess it is of what is coming out next year mm, no sure i don't know that's something for me to look into but um free guy is a movie with Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, I nearly said Deadpool, um, Ryan Reynolds, um, who is playing an NPC, um, which is a non-playable character for those who aren't into video games, um, who, in a sense, then, I guess, becomes a main character. Um, for watching this trailer, it just gives me Deadpool meets Ready Player One meets Fortnite and GTA. Like, yeah, that's the vibe. Um, I don't know if this is maybe Disney's testing the water of maybe pushing the edge of what they can do and have their name on it. Um, it's not bad enough that it can't get a PG-13 rating in America. So that'll probably be a 12A or at the very most a 15 for us. Um, but maybe it's just seeing what the audience think of Disney having a name on such a movie. Because um, there's some crude jokes, but it's, 
is not crude enough to, to, for them to do a Red Band trailer. Um, and there's some action, there's some violence, but again, it's, it's borderline. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I'm looking forward to it just because anything that Ryan Reynolds does at the moment is absolutely funny. He's actually, he's really good. Uh, the only annoying thing is, is that every time I see him, whenever he's trying to play a different character, all I see is Deadpool. And like, it's, it's not against him. Like, obviously he was a fantastic, he did such a fantastic job as Deadpool that anytime I see him anything, all I'm seeing is Deadpool. Like, all I'm thinking in my head is, oh, that is so Deadpool of him. Like, I can imagine, like, literally, he could wear the Deadpool suit in majority of his movies. I don't think I wouldn't, I wouldn't even notice the difference. Like, um, but I, I, I did find the trailer fun and amusing. Like I said, Ready Player One meets GTA with a sprinkler Deadpool. So, um, that comes out next summer. I'm looking forward to that. Right, so this next trailer, I actually haven't seen yet. So, I am going to be watching My life hasn't been what you probably think it has. We all have our struggles. Have you ever been in love? A long, long time ago. You? So many times. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Life is good, but it can be better. And why shouldn't it be? All you need is to want it. Think about finally having <coughs> everything you always wanted. I can save today. Save the world. Stay. Uh, yeah, see, I'm not a fan of that. But I said that from no. day. I take what I want in return. Everyone will see. Um, I'm not sure what Pascal's doing with that head. From lies. Interesting. And greatness is not what you think. Just a trash can. It's just a trash can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whew. Um. Boy. Yeah. See, I've seen a lot of good things on social media about this trailer, so I was expecting something. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I didn't get that something. That. Huh. Yeah, that wasn't a good trailer. 
Um, I'm yeah. I'm. There was one or two moments in that trailer that I liked. Um, there looked like to be a scene where the Amazonians were. I don't know whether they were doing like a a sports day or some Olympics kind of tournament kind of flex. Um, I don't know because it looked like there was adults and um, adults and um, children Amazonian warriors taking part in this. Um, I do not know. Um, obviously, I am in. Me and Pedro Pascal, I am a big fan of his. Um, so um, and I fought in um, the Kingsman, the second one. I think it was the Golden Circle. I thought that he was a very good villain in that movie. So he could definitely play a villain role very well. Um, and like I said, I am a fan of his work. So I'm looking forward to seeing him, seeing what he does. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Do you know? I was having have to double check because I might have said who that guy was wrong, but I'm pretty sure it is Pedro Pas Pedro Pascal. Um, sorry, guys. Just, yeah, it one on. Yeah, it's Pedro. It's Pedro Pascal. Um, he's playing a character called Max Lord. Um, his hairdo's a bit funky because of what Pedro Pascal's hair normally looks like. So, um, yeah, man, that's a shame, man. Ah. Oh. Like, I felt Wonder Woman was okay. The first one was okay. I think I might, might have given it a three-piece. Um, I didn't love the movie. I saw what certain people... Why certain people didn't like the movie. Um, I thought the, I think I felt the first, like, three-quarters of the movie was very well done. And then the CGI at the end, like, was not very good. I can't recall. You can always go back and listen to our Wonder Woman episode and let me know what I said in the, in the episode. Um... Yeah, man, that's a shame, man, because, like, I'm pretty sure Wonder Woman was, like, the very first DC movie that they did that was actually, like, really well received from the audiences and that was, like, you know, done, in a sense, well. Because, like I said, I enjoy Suicide Squad. I find it fun, um, but I am generally quite easily pleased. Um, yeah, no, that trailer was a bit disappointing. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've, you know... I'm still going to go see the movie. Um, I'm going to hope that the story is good. But from just the little bits I saw, um, yeah, kind of disappointing that. Um, which is a shame. Real damn shame. But fingers crossed the movie's going to be banging. And I'm going to eat crow and, um, you know, hopefully give that movie a very positive review. And um, if it obviously it deserves a whole chicken, I'm going to give it a whole chicken. If I don't think it deserves a whole chicken, it ain't getting one. But, Right now, based on that first, that well, this is technically the second trailer. There was a teaser trailer that dropped a couple of months ago. Um, yeah, yeah, and like <clears throat> I know what they tried to do, like the nineteen eighties style trailer with the lights flashing and all that, but mm, nah, it, it, it unfortunately didn't do it for me, man. So yeah, no, nah, that sucks, man. All right, um. Yeah, I'm going to touch on some movies real quickly and then going to call it a day. So if you made it this far, congratulations. Um, yeah, you're going to hear me talk about some movies. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Get ready to rumble! 
are you ready? Alright. Because like I said, it's been a couple of weeks, well, two weeks since we've last recorded. Um I've actually managed to chance to go watch a bunch of different movies. Um I'm gonna start with hmm, where do I start? Let me start with Twenty One Bridges. Um I'm gonna give this movie <sighs> See, I really enjoyed the movie, but it was it was very basic. Like the story was basic, you know. I, I, one okay, one thing I will give it: the acting was really good. Um, obviously, Chadwick Boseman uh, was the leading role. Uh, Sienna Miller was like not the co-host. What did they call it? Supporting actress. Um, we had J.K. Simmons, we had Stephen James as Mike, who was like the the villain in it. Uh, you had Taylor Kitsch, had Keith David. <coughs> you know, they had, had a couple of, of decent actors. Um, it's just that in a world where police brutality and police corruption in America has been in the past, like, such a a thing in the limelight to have a movie where pretty much every single police officer bar one is crooked is is just a bit hard to believe i think if they had made it like there was more good guys or good what well, not good or well, not good guys like more good police officers in the movie it might have been a little bit more you know believable and a bit more realistic um and Certain things just was stupid as well. Like, okay, the beginning bit was very dominant. Yeah, so, so guys, so all these movies on places, I'm, I will drop a spoilers. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, this is where you should stop. Go watch the movies and come back later. Um, so the beginning of the movie, um, we see that Chadwick Boseman's character's dad has died um, in the line of duty and he was a good police officer. Um, he managed to kill shoot two of the three people that attacked him or something along those lines um but obviously you know he was so badly beaten up that he ended up dying and then many years later we see that Chadwick Boseman has also followed his father's footsteps and has become a police officer and um he's going through like a wouldn't say interrogation but he's being questioned onto why he fired his firearm and he's basically saying you know like it's in my blood like I'm a good police officer you know, I've never fired my gun without due cause. You know, I've always fired second. You know, I've never killed anyone in cold blood. You know, like, I do what I do for the badge and I respect it. Calm. Then later on in that evening, we get uh, a robbery is going to take place. Uh, two guys have been tasked to rob, I think it's 30 kilograms of cocaine. Yeah, they've gone into this place and straight away... Things have gone south because instead of only me expecting there to be 30 kilograms of cocaine, there is 300 kilograms worth of cocaine. And uh, in a sense, the main bad guy, I guess, is like, you know what? This is way in over our heads. Um, let's just walk away. And the other guy, because of greed and wanting money, is like, fuck this. You know, let's just take as much as we can and then we can sort out any issues later on yeah and um while they're doing the robbery two police patrol cars come up and they knock on the door um not because 
um, like a security alarm's been tripped or because, you know, there was something suspicious. But these police officers were heading to this closed wine club for a reason. And straight away, I knew that the reason that they were there was for the drugs and the drugs uh, um, were either for the police or they're running some kind of, um, not money laundering, but like money trafficking where, you know, the criminals are paying the police officers to turn a blind eye for them to like distribute their, the drugs in and around uh, New York, which is n- not too far off what actually happens. So anyway, things go tits up and the bad guys kill like seven, eight different police officers. And then Chadwick Boseman's character comes in to be the lead investigator to basically um, investigate the murders and find the guys and bring them to justice. Now, the police in that district, uh, sorry, I'm bedding in inverted air commas and there's no one here to see the inverted air commas but me. Um, The police in the district, you know, by bringing them to justice, they want them shot because they feel like, you know, that's what they deserve. They've killed cops. They they don't deserve to go to prison or whatever. They deserve to be killed as well. And, uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman's kind of set up to be the guy because, you know, he shoots criminals. But, you know, as we saw at the beginning, as far as he's concerned, he always shoots them within the, in the letter of the law. So anyway, like, uh, a semi-wild goose chase occurs where Samuel, Samuel Jackson, clear. Shadow Boseman's character and um, I've forgotten her name. He basically gets assigned a female uh, D. I want to say not DA because DA is defense attorney. Um, a, a police a policewoman that works in like the drugs department. He's assigned a policewoman from that district that works in a in the drug department. Sienna Sienna Miller. That's her character. Sienna, well, no, that's not her character. That's the actress's name. Sienna Miller. Um, they get assigned together and you know they shut down the bridges and basically box in the city um, to make it so that these two criminals can't escape <coughs> and they're gonna make it so that between the hours of one and five in the morning they've got four hours to find these guys and catch them and um, we get we go in a sense on a little bit of a wild goose chase where we find out that um, the criminals in a sense have been they are criminals but you know, they're in way over their heads. Um, they didn't mean to kill, kill, in a sense, kill the police officers. Um, it turns out um, pretty much all the police officers in that district were crooked and were, you know, again, I can't use the word embezzling because they were, they're not doing their business, but they were basically getting paid by the criminals to deliver the drugs and, you know, they're running like their own side hustle to afford to live in New York and to protect the people that basically some bullshit, some bullshit story to like, they can't afford to be police officers and the people that, you know, that they, they, they go to serve, don't even like them. Which just makes me think like, if you don't want to be a police officer, don't do it. But being a police officer is not one of those jobs. That's just a job. Like there's a lot of responsibility in that. You, you, you've, especially in America where you have a firearm as well. Like it's not just any cash job. Yeah, man. So it's not just any cash job, man. So, um, but I, I did like it. I think coming out of the cinema, I was a little bit more hyped on it because obviously, even though it's not an action movie, there was quite a, a good few couple of action scenes and 
um, some gunfights in terms of police shooting at the criminals back and forth. Um, Storyline was good enough, other than like I said, it was it was very straightforward. If you didn't figure out the twist within the first couple of minutes, then I don't know. Like, yeah, because there's certain movies where if the movie has me in fraud, I'm not trying to work out what's going on. Um, this did keep me intrigued, but enough not enough for me to be like, okay, yeah, I guess I I predict that this is what's gonna happen. And when it happened, I was just like, oh, see, I knew that was how it was going to happen. And, um, yeah, it was a good movie. It's out of cinemas now, but if it comes out on Sky or comes out on, on ITV in a couple of years' time or something, and you you, you want something to watch, or you're a fan of Chadwick Boseman, I would recommend checking it out. Um, yeah, that's my quick review on that. I'll give it a free piece. Um, and I'll go on to my next movie. So, the next movie that I want to talk about is Le Mans 66. Um, also, the original title for this movie was Ford vs. Ferrari. I don't know why they changed the title. I thought Ford vs. Ferrari was a quite a good name for the movie. It said what was written on the tin. Um, if I didn't just type into IMDb to bring up the actors in this movie, I would never have known there was a Le Mans movie made in 1971, starring Steve McQueen, which is... Uh, you know, pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, let me go back to Le Mans 66. So, American car designer Carol Shelby and driver Ken Mills battle corporate interference, the laws of physics, and their own personal demons to build a revolutionary car for Ford and Challenge Ferrari at the 24 Hours of Le Mans in 1966. Um, I actually love this movie. Um, I'm good as movie a whole chicken. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a car guy, but I appreciate a nice looking car and I appreciate like fast sports cars. Um, and for those that have ever been in my car, I do like to drive a little bit fast, mainly only when I'm motorway driving, um, because obviously you're on the motorway late at night, got a little bit more space, um, your braking distances between another car is generally far greater, so you can take a little bit of the piss of the speed a little bit. Um, not too much because obviously you know you still want to be safe but I do enjoy driving fast I do enjoy driving um, literally at some point last summer um, in the Blurs group I said to Ashton and Sam ah oh, would you guys oh well, I said to the, the group in general but I know that Ashton and Sam are kind of like car people I was like would you lot like to do a road trip to um, Nuremberg to do the Nuremberg ring because it's just like, it's one of those iconic tracks that like I've always wanted to like go and visit. And when I realized that you could actually go out there and actually drive it using your own car or either um, go into the like the Grand Prix track and get like a professional driver to take you around, um, is definitely something that I don't have a bucket list. But if I did, that would be on a bucket list. And that is something that I want to do. So yeah, I like cars. I love racing, you know. Um, Love Need for Speed games, love Gran Turismo games. Um, I can't even remember what the name of the one is on, on Xbox, which I've played like once. Um, yeah, but that's got me. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, again, in 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 Team is it? Oh, I think it's Team America. One of the jokes was that Matt Damon is the greatest actor alive, 
And I think this movie again just showed like how much of a good actor he is. Like him and Christian Bell, the interaction between the two, them two, and the chemistry I really enjoyed. Um, it also had John Berth, Berth, Berth. Let me try that again. It also had John Berthold in this movie. Um, I just was a really tight story. It's obviously based on a true story. Um, I've never actually ever looked into the Ford versus Ferrari or looked into Le, Le, Le Mans. Um, what I hated about this movie um, was the ending, yeah? Because they absolutely screwed over Ken Stills, isn't it? So Ken Stills is the, was the driver that um, Carol Shelby used and it was the second time they screwed him over because basically he was an older driver he was a bit of a no-nonsense guy, like, you know, swearing. You know, he wasn't... Uh, in today's world, in a sense, he would be described as a PR nightmare, innit? So he's not someone that you want to be the face of your franchise or the, the face of your, your racing team. But he was the best driver and he also helped build the car. And so when they went out to, like, Le Mans 65, was the debut of that car, they, they didn't take him and they lost. They, like, lost horribly. The only positive thing that came out was that on, on one of the straights, their car clocked 280 miles, which is like the fastest speed that has ever been clocked on, on Le Mans. And so, literally, Carol Shelby just said, you know what, like, yes, we fucked up this time, yeah, but if you really want to win, you've got to let me use my dri my drivers, my crew, like, my people, and it's going to work. And then, you know, he convinced the... Um, for, uh, for, I think it was John Henry Ford II to like use his team and um, so obviously the race happens and they basically are going to win they could have won by a landslide but to make it look nice and saucy uh, the CEOs at the time wanted um, Ford to finish first second and third all together in a in a nice line to take a nice picture and um, the Kenny Stills guys he was like two laps ahead so he slowed down and like let them have that picture but then due to some next rules because I think it was Steve McQueen um, started um, started further back on the grid than Ken than Ken Stills he got first place and I thought that was a bit of a piss take because he didn't want to be a team player but he saw that you know he had to be a team player and in a sense, him being a team player didn't let him win. And I thought that was just well out of order. And yeah, it was a name. And then what was pissed as well was like right at the end, um, they, you know, the Ken Stores guy was trying to um, create even faster cars, even better cars. He was testing, testing cars and um, he crashed again. And then obviously this time he died in it. And like, that second crash that he had actually led to um, Ford and a lot of different other companies using younger drivers because obviously this guy was like in his like I think he's even mid thirties or mid forties when he had an accident and obviously no this is to older guys but like obviously younger guys are generally in more shape and you know if they are in an accident there's a higher chance that they're gonna survive in it um, to an older guy that you know probably drinks a lot and isn't in the gym. And, and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, man. I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, and I'm very glad that I got to see it before it came out of cinema. 
um, because like this year was a time that I was really busy and I didn't know I was going to get a chance to go catch it. Um, I am very glad that I did. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm glad. That I, again, I just had I just had a lot of fun with the movie. Um, and, you know, maybe it's because obviously racing has a... Uh, why, um, sorry, let me say that again. Maybe because racing has some elements of action, you know, and like I said, in this movie, there was action. Yeah, Ken Stills died in 1966. Um, age 47, which is, you know, peak, innit? Because, like, yeah, man, it's such a shame, man. But I really enjoyed this movie. Again, if anyone didn't get a chance to go see it in the cinema, um, I highly recommend you go do that and check it out. It will be well worth your time, especially if you are a fan of racing. Um, like... The, the, I don't know how to put it, but like, there's certain car words or, or names of cars that, you know, are some, like the Ford Mustang or uh, I think it's the, G, the Ford GT Shelby or stuff like that. Like, you got to see, like, see and hear some of the references behind these guys or behind these cars. And I just thought it was just a really cool thing to see. Um, I'm gonna apologize again because this sounds this strange, yeah. I've kind of been like muting myself so that I can cough and not have to hit you guys hit all my germs and stuff. Um, yeah, so I really enjoyed the movie. Um, let me see if I got any, put any notes down. I don't think I did. Um, yeah, great acting, fun story, and they screwed them at the end. That's just what I put for my notes for that. Uh, 21 Bridges, my notes real quick. I just felt just enjoyed it. Storyline was very predictable. All right, so last week I want to talk about two... Uh, the last movie... They're being so rubbish. All right, let me start that again. The last movie I'm going to talk about to you to, to, today. Oh gosh, I'm clearly I'm getting tired now. The last movie I'm going to talk about today um, is Charlie's Angels, and I'm so upset with Hollywood. Like, okay, maybe it's not Hollywood's fault, yeah, but I'm upset with the people that made the decision because this movie wasn't advertised a lot and obviously it had a little bit of controversy because I think it was Christian Stewart um, she came out and said that you know uh, men are being sexist because they're not going to support a female female led movie now I'm going to have to heavily disagree with that because there are certain movies out there that over the years yeah men have went and supported because they have been fucking good movies yeah the Resident Evil franchise, yeah, was it M Mila Jovanich? Banging. All their movies are sick, yeah, um, and I'm pretty sure men have gone to support their movies. The Terminator movies, again, uh, female female lead, loved it. Um, what else is there? Uh, Underworld, um, Tomb Raider. So there are female movies, um, female led action movies, yeah, that people like, innit? For me, this movie just missed the trick. Like, I said it before when the trailer dropped, and after watching the movie, I'm even more adamant that they should have done it, yeah? They should have dropped the Charlie's Angels, dropped the Charlie's Angels, made this a PG, PG movie, well, I don't know, because this one was a 12A, they should have made it PG, advertised it as at kids, yeah, and done a Totally Spies movie. Like, there was even one seamless movie where they all had on, like, the, the three separate colors of the Totally Spies. I was like, you're you're doing it without even 
you know, recognising what you're doing. And I think, like, if they had done that, it would have done a lot more for this movie. I think they would have made a lot more money and, like, a lot more people would have gone and seen it. Because I haven't heard anybody, like, obviously, like I said, I'm behind on my pop culture movies, but I haven't seen anyone come out on social media and say, like, ah, oh, this was a good movie or, like, ah, oh, it really surprised me. Like, I really enjoyed it. Like, the beginning got my nerves a little bit because, like, you know, there was a bit of man bashing at the beginning. Like, look, ladies, I understand that men can be perverts, yeah? But not as bad and not to the extent that they showed in this, in this movie, innit? And what was the other thing they did? Um, they, they made us to be out as perverts and they made us out to be... Which, again, I'm not going to deny. Men are perverts, yeah? But again, not to the extent that they made it out to be in this movie. And they, they, they rid it hard for, like, the first 10 minutes, which I didn't particularly like. But then, obviously, after that, it, like, went into, like, a, a normal situation where the normal man-bashing jokes made sense if that makes sense which again it only makes sense if you watch the movie and your line of thinking is quite similar to mine um yeah um the intro at the beginning where they like showed the totally spies and showed them on their like their very first little mission i thought was pretty good uh, we got introduced as patrick stewart as boswell um so in this well Okay, maybe, no, not in this unit, well, in this period of Charlie's Angels, um, there is now a Boswell, which is like a tier below Charlie, but then every country has its own Boswell, and the Boswell could be a guy, the Boswell could be a woman, it could be black, white, Chinese, Asian, like, whatever in it, there's a Boswell in it, and obviously, like, Patrick Stewart's like the senior Boswell in it. Like he's pretty up there, but he's not. He's not Charlie in it. Like he's just one below Charlie. Um, and I really liked the movie. Like I thought it was really well done. I felt it was um, pretty good. You know, in the end credits they had like a lot of um, what I'm assuming is cameos from the original Charlie's Angels characters, both from the one that they did. I don't even know when the first Charlie's Angels movie came out. Like, way back. Back in the time. Um, for those that are um, <laughs> old enough, I guess, they would remember when the first Charlie's Angels movie came uh Your movie or TV show, I can't even recall off the top of my head right now. Um, but yeah, no. I, like I said, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, it should have been so much better if it had been advertised better and probably gone with a different um, title of the movie. Um, I really enjoyed Ella Beliska. Um, I hope I probably botched her name. Um, she plays like the badass female Charlie's Angels character. Um, and she's sick. Like she can fight. She's just great. Um, at like changing her tone so there's times where she's serious like she's pretty much quite solid serious throughout but like you know her demeanour changes and like she just runs with it and like I think she's I think she was like a, a bright shining light to this movie um, I think the weakest part of this movie and I feel kind of bad for her because I don't know if it's her first time acting or what um, is Naomi Scott well, looking at uh, her IMDb, it's saying that she's a multi-talented actor, singer, and songwriter. 
Oh, she was just. Oh, okay. That makes. Well, that, okay. <coughs> so those that have listened for a while, yeah, I don't like the new Disney Aladdin, and um, yeah, it, it's making sense now because Naomi Scott, yeah, her acting in this movie was weak. Yeah. Oh, she was poor. I did like. I'm not in Hollywood. I'm never gonna say that I can recognize, you know, what is good acting and bad acting to a a, a, a higher level in it, yeah. But for my public, you know, any random man's look at acting, yeah, I found her jarring. I felt like she was at a certain part she was overacting. I didn't think she needed to do that. Um, another thing that I didn't particularly like is that. I didn't think they need to introduce like a rookie's Charlie's Angel. Like Charlie's Angel is always the free in it. And in this one, she be kind of became the third one. But then there was a Boswell acting with them. So there was like four girls. And um, I don't know, man. Like I didn't really, I, didn't, I personally wasn't really a fan of that dynamic in it. Uh, but like I said, I did like the code name Bosley. You know, there was someone acting as Charlie and I thought that was a nice touch that, you know, we didn't technically see who it was, but we, you could tell that it was a woman at the end um, using like um, a voice change of thing to make her voice sound like the original Charlie. Um, yeah, Jane was sick. Um, okay, the one thing I put down here is um, Jane, when there's a scene where Jane cries and when she cries, the acting crying and that is quite bad as well. Which is a shame because she's like the solid standout in this movie. Um, one thing that I would say, yeah, there's a villain character. I think they they call him Hodak. Let me see who this guy actually is. Um, Jonathan Tucker. Um, all I'm saying is, yeah, this guy could make a really good Terminator. Yeah, like he has the face for it. He was pretty good in the fighting scenes. Um, yeah, I I I like I like the way he looked. Like he didn't look like a, a badass villain, but you knew they were saying about him in it. So yeah, and he's not even been in a lot of stuff from what I'm looking at his IMD or nothing that I can rec- recognize a lot in it. So yeah, I I think he would make a good Terminator in a future movie. He just has for me, he just had that like Terminator face about him. Um, so yeah, I would. Um, yeah, obviously, I'm not in touch with nobody at Hollywood, but yeah, the guys did. Um, but yeah, do you know what? Despite some of the things that got on my nerves about this movie, despite the story being quite obvious, um, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. And do you know what, guys? I'm sorry, yeah, but it is, I just realised that there's one more film that I watched that I nearly forgot about, which um, I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing, but that just shows <laughs> what I thought about the movie. Uh, yeah so anyway let me just wrap quick wrap up Tony Spice uh, Tony Spice sorry Charlie's Angels I really enjoyed the movie it's just a, such a shame it got some bad media uh, wasn't promoted very well um, I would love a sequel but I just don't think like I wouldn't say Charlie's Angels is, is not relevant to this day and age because like they can still make a really good Charlie's Age movie with just some subtle different changes. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know, man. I think they should let this one 
like maybe don't make another Charlie's Angels movie for like another like 30, 40 years like leave it a good solid while before you even go back anywhere near this franchise just like let it be for a very long time and then and only then when there's like nothing else you can do you ain't done me a done a totally totally spies movie or or something else or maybe even a Kim Possible movie yeah the then actually they make the terrible terrible Disney the Disney straight to Disney channel Kim Possible I don't even know if that's been out yet because god when I saw that trailer damn that was terrible anyway yeah um yeah shame um yeah that's pretty much all I say for that one alright my final movie that I'm going to talk about is Knives Out I completely forgot that I actually managed to get some time to go to see this movie um I had a lot of fun with this movie. Um, it was good. The only thing I'll say is that I, me personally, I thought the 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 um, not the reveal, but like it's okay. Knives Out is basically a who is is basically a who done it murder mystery movie, and for me, it felt it felt very Inspector Cooley because in an Inspector Cool, basically. All these people think they've killed this woman um, via their actions, but in the end, like, it kind of turns out like they haven't killed this woman, but then, like, right at the end, it twists that they, that they did kill this woman. So, anyway, it's been a long time since I read that book. Basically, in this country, um, when you did your GCSEs, you either did an inspector call on a fellow, which my school did, or other people's school did um, fill on the roof. And my school didn't do Fiddler on the Roof, so I've never actually read Fiddlers on the Roof or seen the t- movie or TV adaptation that was out. So, yeah. <coughs> Alright, so back to Nice Up. When renowned crime novelist Harlan Thornbury is found dead at his estate just after his 85th birthday, the inquisitive and debonair detective Benoit, Benoit Blanc is mysteriously enlisted to investigate. From Harlan's dysfunctional family to his devoted staff, Blanc sifts, Blanc sifts through a web of red herrings and self-serving lies to, cover, to uncover the truth behind behind Carly's untimely death. All right, so we're in like the first five, ten minutes here. Yeah? I knew, yeah, big spoilers. So if you ain't seen that out, don't listen. I knew that Harlan actually committed suicide. It was set up way too nice, yeah, for the girl to have killed him, and it will sell way too nice, yeah. Um, sorry, it will sell way too nice for her to have swapped the swap the medicine around to kill him. So initially, I felt that she had she had swapped the bottles around, but she had swapped it around in the right way and actually gave him the correct medication, which is in a sense what happened, and he killed himself. I didn't. The the um the only bit I didn't get was that there was actually someone else that had swapped the medicine in the first place to make her to make it seem that she had killed him. That was the only bit I didn't get. But in terms of him actually committing suicide and it and someone not technically murdering him, I got that from the very beginning. Yeah. <clears throat> the second bit that I got from very early in the story was who in a sense the real villain of this movie was. Yeah. And again, actually, ugh. all right, I've, revealed, I've spoiled one thing. I'm not going to reveal who the actual villain is, yeah? 
You guys can go see that and see if you can figure that out for yourselves, isn't it? Um, the only thing in this movie that I had absolutely no clue about is who hired Detective Blanc, and that's Daniel Craig's character. That was the only thing in the entire movie that I didn't get revealed. Like, I didn't have any clue on until it was revealed to me. Um, this movie's funny. There are a lot of twists and turns that are done very well. But like I said, if you predict early on what is going to be the outcome, the twists and turns doesn't really matter because as far as you're concerned, you know what, what what's going to happen and you stick with it. Um, one thing I'll say that to this movie, the cast was really good. You had Daniel Craig as Bernard Blanc. You had Chris Evers as Ransom Drisdale. You had Anna de Arms as Marta. As Marta, you had Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. You had Michael Shannon. You had Don Johnson. You had Tony Collette. You had Lakeith Stanfield. You had Christopher Plummer as Harlan Thornbury. Like, you know, there was a lot of good actors in this movie. And, like, it was just fun. I just really enjoyed it. Um, I'm only going to give it a three-piece, though. Like, initially, I wasn't going to give it a whole chicken. But the fact that I even forgot that when I watched it, like, last weekend shows that Katie couldn't have been that good for me to forget about the movie. Um, but, um, yeah, no, if you're into crime thrillers, uh, crime thrillers, yeah, Who Done It Murder Mysteries, I, I would go and check this, this one out. Obviously, I spoiled a little bit by saying, like, the guy killed himself, but, you know, again, him killing himself happens in, like, the first 30 seconds of the movie. It's just you finding out the circumstances of why he killed himself. Um, yeah, right. Um, man, I can talk, innit? Um, yeah, uh, guys, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. A um, little bit different. Um, but again, I wanted just to catch up on everything that's been happening. Like, I had some minor notes. I don't want, didn't want my notes to get wasted. I went and watched all these movies, watched all these TV shows. So I just wanted to give my... Well, I'm not going to say brief since it's 90 minutes. Um, but I wanted to give my thoughts and opinions on them. Um, the last thing I'm going to say is that I want to shout out um, The Blood Corner. Um, I've recently started listening to their pod, um, his podcast. Um, he's very anime heavy, which is not something that I, I didn't get, find another anime podcast because a lot of my other, a lot of my other podcasts talked about anime very briefly. Yeah. So I'll say maybe like five, 10, maximum 20%. I'll say we talk about anime, maybe like 30, 40%. But the blurred corner right now, I'll say that he talked anime about 80% and I'm just really enjoying what he's doing. Um, and he, for the most part, also solo records. So, um, yeah, I respect what he's doing. I'm enjoying this to his show. Um, so if anyone really enjoys the anime, uh, obviously listen to us because we're still going to talk anime, but go check him out and, you know, leave some feedback, uh, you know, like his Instagram page, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, guys, right, I've talked way too much, um, and I'm going to head out, so thank you for listening, um, I'm hoping to have my, reg- at least one of my regular co-hosts by- back by this weekend, and um, yeah, we'll take it from there. Guys, thank you so much for listening and putting up with me, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode, bye now.